0: The talking point circle jerk. When the Dems go on a talking point jag, as they are here, the results are embarrassingly obvious. It's like watching a magician put a rabbit into the hat and then pull it out with great flourish. The word of the week issued to all news outlets and political bootlickers is gratuitous. They are counting on your ignorance when they use the word. A gratuitous assertion is one that is made without evidence. Quote, I can run 100 miles per hour, End quote. That is a gratuitous statement. It is legitimately refuted by the listener responding, quote, no you can't, End quote. There's nowhere to go from there. Welcome to the Political Party Pooper Playbook. And if you thought all we did was sit around thinking of ways to poop on empty-suit politicians, well, you'd be half right. This is indeed the P4B. I'm your host, the pleasantly reactionary, Matt Jordan. Today we'll talk about documents, Putin, trees, and the rhetorical circle jerk. They need you to unknow stuff. I've made a major life decision this week. I have a crape myrtle in my yard. The fashion here in Virginia is to top or pollard the tree every year or two, which is to say just hack off the growth that isn't heavy trunk. It looks like you've killed the tree, but they come roaring back every year and look spectacular. Mine is a common breed. It makes a bunch of lavender-colored blooms. For all the green weenies, that rapid growth sucks a bunch of CO2, the devil gas, out of the atmosphere. But there will be a little less of that happening on my property from now on. This year, I don't know what I was doing wrong, but every limb I cut off hit me in the head. If I reached across and cut a limb leaning away from me, it hit me on the head. It was really annoying. And I am no longer a fan of climbing 10-foot ladders with a chainsaw. So from now on, I will please the myrtle purists and not top my tree anymore. For the record, chainsaws and all the falling limbs are dangerous. I did get injured. I wounded my left arm, but I stayed calm. I climbed off the ladder, killed the chainsaw, and ran to the house. Mommy put one of those little tiny dot band-aids on it and kissed the boo-boo better. I bravely went back into battle. Be sure to get your Capitol Hill souvenir mug. It's adorned with a beautiful wraparound photo of our legislative temple. It really is my favorite picture of the building. The inscription reads, Capitol Hill, where fine architecture is wasted on a fetid sewer of corruption and greed. Every patriot should have one. You can get this and all of your P4B gear by clicking on the link in the ad in the text below the audio line. Military professionals are playing tit-for-tat with nutbags. I've said it before, I don't recall when, probably just before Trump whacked Soleimani, That pinprick retaliation against Iranian-backed entities means nothing to Iran. These groups are like psychotic Boy Scout troops or low-level street gangs. They take what they want from the local population. They make a big, stupid, tough-guy show by launching rockets into a supply base or just into a village in a bid to be the toughest Boy Scouts in the neighborhood. These groups have no strategic value. So we'll say Iran pays the holy sheep bangers of North Talifar to take potshots at American targets in their area. They pop off a few rockets, then go home and shout and dance until everybody gets a headache. We eventually respond by hitting their shit little enclave with unbelievably expensive missiles. We sent B-1 bombers from the middle of these United States to take part in the raid. There's a footnote. All that we blew up wouldn't pay for one leg of the trip one of those aircraft made. For all the noise and motion, we get a day or two of peace and quiet. Maybe. Iran didn't feel a thing. But the administration declares a major success in the fight against Iran. And Iran funnels more cheap weapons and some money to the group again. It's always with the message, continue your holy war against the infidels for the glory of Allah, or something along those lines. The guys back in Iran don't give a crap about, quote, holy war, or, quote, glory to God, or any of that. They only care about maintaining control of the land around them on the cheap and showing their population that they're not to be trifled with. They are making a show of pestering the superior nations who have boots and hardware in the region. My point is, we will not see an end to these nuisance attacks until we, A, take out a major Iranian target, like Trump did with Soleimani, or we damage a valuable tech or oil facility, or, B, we leave them and let them all go to hell. Iran has to believe we will scrape a major portion of their country off the map, or we don't give a crap what happens in that backwards dark ages region. But we should make it clear. The Boy Scout troops need to keep their shit local, or we'll be back and we'll be coming in hot, and we will cause the rapid going away of things. I doubt we have the will in this administration to do any of that. We have a military run by feckless yes-men, and way too many of them. We have more three- and four-star admirals and generals than we did in World War II, with a military one-sixteenth the size. Full birds and stars are participation trophies for yes-men who don't make waves. If you are a wave-maker, you retire as a major in charge of a gym in Minot, North Dakota. We also have an equally incompetent cabal running the White House. They are only capable of seeing things like Iran, Israel, Ukraine, as shiny objects to distract you. Their whole focus is set upon more control domestically, more control of you. They have you looking over there while they establish, for example, laws that say your money is not your money. If an investment bank gets overextended, your account balance is their money, and they can just take it and do with it as they wish. So the whole drama in the Middle East right now is more shiny object stuff. They don't give a serious shit what Iran does, including what it does to our own troops, who, by the way, are sitting there doing next to nothing. They are maintaining a presence. If there are any effective professionals left in the CIA, perhaps we should consider regime change in Persia. What do you say, gang? Some random thoughts about the Putin interview. Should it have been done? If there's the least validation really needed for Tucker Carlson interviewing Vladimir Putin, in other words, doing his goddamn job, it can be found in Hillary Clinton's remarks. She is the most dishonest, reprehensible creature ever to stain American politics. And that's saying something. She's also desperately trying to cling to some thread of relevance. So when she started hurling invective at Carlson for the interview, she cemented in my mind the correctness of it. The media industry is attacking the interview, implying a lack of patriotism on Carlson's part. They ask why he did the interview when Putin refused to talk to any other Western news outlets for years. Did you catch the trap they set for themselves? We'll see it again in a few minutes. So, when the little Russian jerkoff was refusing interviews, were the Western outlets asking for them, being unpatriotic? To be refused, one must first ask. The fact is, he made all of them look like monkeys, and that is Carlson's crime against humanity. And yes, he got the gig because his editorial line isn't comprised of U.S. government talking points. He usually doesn't draw a lot of conclusions, but he asks questions that make people uncomfortable. And that is a good thing. About Putin, I'm still analyzing the video. I listen to segments and then try to digest it. But at about the halfway point, I don't see a lot of crazy in Putin. I do see a KGB propaganda expert. I also see a man who sees the glory of Russia is its past. He clearly longs to see that glory restored. To be sure, this is for his own edification. No one can judge if in his mind he sincerely cares about Russia. I don't think it's a stretch to say he cares about Russia like the czars cared about Russia, presiding over millions of square miles of ego. That doesn't mean they didn't love the country. They just thought it existed For their use under God's will. In future episodes, we'll discuss our national interests versus Putin's ego. The picture isn't as high-def as the regime would like you to believe. More in a few seconds. I've always said that I could write full-time, and I'd be willing to do it for free. Well, I'm full-time, and I'm doing it for free. (laughs) It doesn't feel as purely good as I thought it might. It is a labor of love, I promise, but I wouldn't mind picking up a few shekels and yen, you know, a little beer money. So, keep me motivated. There are two ways you can support the P4B directly. One is by visiting Poe River, where you can find P4B gear and all kinds of other cool stuff. The other way is by smashing the button provided just above the final segment. To be sure, not everyone can afford to support a podcast. If you would be kind enough to hit the share button whenever you visit, that too would go a long way in supporting my work. But, really, you know, beer money. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Comical self-sabotage. When the FBI concluded its sham investigation into B.J. Bill's wife, James Comey concocted a cover for his betters in the DNC. He stepped way above his pay grade and in a public statement said no prosecutor would try Hillary for her obvious crimes because she didn't show intent to commit crimes. This despite that she and her minions smashed several pieces of electronics under subpoena at the moment of the smashing. This was a sham statement to create a narrative he knew the sycophant media would parrot and build upon. So B.J. Bill's wife got away again. In the case of Joe and his documents, the real prosecutor, Robert Hur stated for the record that Biden, quote, knowingly removed documents, end quote, over the years from various places he knew he wasn't supposed to. Hur stated this as fact. He further said Biden knowingly left many of them in various uncontrolled, often unlocked locations around three states. So, if he stopped there, you have crimes. You have a vigorous trial waiting, all based on damning evidence. But, her pulled a Comey, this time not acting above his pay grade. He gave Biden his get-out-of-jail-free card. Her asserted that if he took Biden to court, Joe would be seen as a sympathetic figure because, as stated throughout the report, old Joe isn't in full control of his faculties. The talking point circle jerk. When the Dems go on a talking point jag, as they are here, the results are embarrassingly obvious. It's like watching a magician put a rabbit into the hat and then pull it out with great flourish. The word of the week issued to all news outlets and political bootlickers is gratuitous. They are counting on your ignorance when they use the word. A gratuitous assertion is one that is made without evidence. Quote, I can run 100 miles per hour, end quote. That is a gratuitous statement. It is legitimately refuted by the listener responding, quote, no you can't, end quote. There's nowhere to go from there. In the case of the Biden docs, you are told that the statements about Joe being Joe, a forgetful old fool, are gratuitous. But the assertion is presented with evidence, gathered under the auspices of the DOJ, on the president's behalf. It's loaded with evidence. You can say the assertion is false, but then you have to back up your assertion. And that opens the door back up to Joe on trial. How do we know they're throwing Joe under the bus? Whether the DNC carries Joe through the convention, my theory, or drops him before that, the decision has been made by the cabal running the White House. Instead of going quiet and dark on the Her report, they carted Joe out to declare he is in full control of his faculties and to spout a series of lies only an idiot would tell, trying to prove it. In effect, he is declaring that, yes, I did commit several offenses and knew what I was doing. So the choice we have is, he's a criminal or a bumbling, forgetful old man, and the regime is sending wave after wave of mouthpieces to insist on the former. So yeah, Joe is toast. Somebody get Moochill warmed up in the green room. Please support the P4B and don't forget our book list just above the footnotes in the text. Be sure to use all the buttons at the top and bottom of the text. We live and die by the share and subscribe buttons. Send inquiries to Productions at gmail.com. Thank you very much for joining us today.